like I'm on the Heisman watch. That's gotta be what would describe, symbolize I've got. Skill, four times the talent around me. Desmond Howard playing for Howard, just tell me how can I be stopped? This Allen Ivy at an Ivy cottage. They can't check me. I don't practice my class too hard. Nigga, me, my swag is grown. Okay, 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 okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 63 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. First of all, I would like to apologize for, what was that, Friday's episode. Okay, so it did sound a little funny, and before I started recording today, you know, I was doing my testing, and I figured out what the problem was on Friday with the audio. I apologize. We're back to normal now, but I'm glad to see you guys still listen and enjoy the episode Friday. Now, we have some things to, to discuss today on this beautiful Tuesday. Um, a lot of fraudulent activity this weekend. A lot of a lot of things went down this weekend. Uh, in this past week, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about some pro wrestling. We're going to talk about AEW versus WWE. We'll talk about the week that has passed in the wrestling world. You know, wrestling is on top right now. On top, but wrestling is it's big right now. It's popping again. It's popping. It's popping. Uh, excited to talk about that. We're going to talk about the uh. Triple G versus Sergey Devonchenko fight, hmm, fraudulent activity there. We're going to talk about the Browns versus the 49ers, more fraudulent activity there. And of course, we're going to start off with the Packers versus the Cowboys. <laughs> now, if you listen on Friday, you can remember what I said. Now, I gave the blueprint for both teams. I gave the keys to victory for both teams. I said what both teams had to do. I said that the Green Bay Packers had to make Dak Prescott play quarterback. I said that they had to get a heavy dose of Aaron Jones. With Devontae Adams out, I said that Aaron Jones will be the key to the Packers winning this ball game. And boy, was I right. I also said that they had to limit Ezekiel Elliott and stop the run. What did they do? They got up to a hot start and virtually eliminated Ezekiel Elliott from the game. Dallas wasn't able to run the ball as much as they wanted to. What else did I say they had to do? Get pressure on deck. And they did. They did. Oh, it was a beautiful sight. Um, Yeah, man. Go Pack Go. I told you guys, man. I've, I've been saying this all, you know, since the beginning. Those first three weeks, the Cowboys did not play anybody. They played the Redskins, the Giants, and the Dolphins. Three of just the, this the lower tier teams in the NFL. That's who they played. And you guys were just harping on this team. Oh, they're coming out of the NFC. Oh, they're going to win the Super Bowl. People were putting the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl after they played the Redskins, the Giants, and the Dolphins? Are you kidding me? Like, are you serious? And I was just sitting here, you know, uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Every week. Last week, I said they wasn't for real. I told y'all before they played the Saints that they were not real. I said they were not real. And I watched NFL game day morning, Sunday morning. Rich, Mooch, Irvin, and Kurt Warner picked the Cowboys. I watched inside the NFL last Tuesday. Ray, Boomer, Brandon Marshall picked the Cowboys. I don't know what they thought was going to happen. 
I don't know if they didn't see any. I don't know if they checked the numbers. I don't know if they didn't know that Aaron Rodgers was undefeated in Dallas. Like, these are real stats. Like, y'all really thought Aaron Rodgers and the Packers were going to go to Lambeau Field South and lose? No. No way. I, I really I really question sometimes if these guys watch football. Like, I watch a lot of football. I watch Football all the time Some of these you know player analysts That's what I'm questioning to be honest with Some of these guys I feel like don't watch football And and, you know last Tuesday Ray Lewis made me mad Talking about there's no leader on the Packers front seven Are you serious There's there's nothing Like have you Ray honestly Have you watched any Packer football this season I'm glad Zadarius Smith did what he did I'm glad Preston Smith and them You know they had a great interview after the game And talked about it but Preston, uh, Zadarius Smith getting the sack and, and doing the Ray Lewis dance was just beautiful. I loved it. I loved it. I was so happy. Talk about that tonight, Ray. Talk about it. Please. Um, yeah, man, I just think it's, it's crazy to have somebody say that a team doesn't have a leader. And you don't know what's going on inside the locker room. You're probably not watching this team. You know, Zadarius Smith is one of the best leaders on the Green Bay Packers team. And he saw the the clip and, you know, it was wow. He said, wow. You know, I felt like that was a slap in the face to him and the rest of the Green Bay Packers. Um, You know, Aaron Rodgers said that this is a team that a group of guys that want to play for each other. And, you know, he just feels like there's a togetherness with this team. And I said the same thing. I can see that, you know, these guys, not only do they want to play for each other, but play for the head coach Matt LaFleur. You know, I really do think these guys love him and, and want to win football games for him. Um, but as far as the, back to the game, but as far as the Cowboys game go, man, the Packers did everything they had to do. They got to a hot start. Rodgers, was, Rodgers played well, took care of the football. Um, the offense, you know, second half was different for the offense, of course, but they did what they had to do. It was long drives. Didn't turn the ball over. And, you know, the defense held on. You know, they held on. They they held on. The Cowboys thought they had to come back mounting. What did they do? Get an interception. You know, this, this defense had three takeaways, three interceptions. Three interceptions. You know, you guys talk about Green Bay secondary. You know, you talk about that a lot. And, you know, let's 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 look at some numbers here. <laughs> let's look at some numbers. Uh, since you guys, you know, don't believe in the Green Bay secondary, here are the, here are the NFL leaders uh, in passes defended. We have Jair Alexander with nine; he's number one, and then Kevin King has six, and that's you know he's tied for three. Um, okay, Packers don't got no defense though. Okay, all right. Then we got um, that's he was another stat. Oh, let's look at the rushing touchdown leaders. Uh. Aaron Jones is leading the league in rushing touchdowns with number eight. With eight, four of those came Sunday. That boy had four of them things. Now four of them, four of them. Stop, stop playing with them. Uh, interception leaders. Devin McCourty has four. Jamie Collins Sr. has three, and Kevin King has two. <laughs> Sack leaders. Zadarius Smith is uh top six with five. Preston Smith is f- number five with five point five. NFL leading tacklers. Blake Martinez is second, right behind Luke Luke Keekley, who has 56. Blake has 55. Stop playing with them boys, man. That defense is serious. Defense is serious. You know, they had a lapse last week 
against the Eagles, but they bounced back against the Cowboys on Sunday. Now, let's talk about the Cowboys some more. Now, you guys, I, I've, I've seen a lot of people try to, like, discredit Green Bay. Like, they, they, they want to blame this loss. Oh, Dallas, you know, they had miscues and, and you know, the, the penalties and, and they just couldn't get it together. No, they played a good football team. That's what happened. That's what happened. They played a good football team. And and they played a good defense. They they played a good defense. Now, you guys were telling me that somebody named Dakota Prescott was going to be the MVP this year. And y'all also told me that it's worth $200 million. Are you kidding me? No way. No way. That's what y'all told me. Y'all told me that with a straight face. A lot of y'all was telling me this. And, you know, Cowboys Twitter was all over the TL uh, on Twitter these previous weeks. I did not see them Sunday. I didn't see them yesterday. I didn't see them today. Where, where'd you guys go? Where'd Cowboy Nation go? I thought y'all was them boys. I thought y'all was them boys. Dak Prescott threw three interceptions yesterday. Three interceptions. Don't care about the two touchdowns. They came when it was already getting blown out. Three picks, QBR 92. This is what $200 million looks like. Are you kidding me? They held Ezekiel Elliott in check. He only touched the ball 12 times. He had 62 yards and a touchdown. Y'all serious? Are you serious? Three picks, two touchdowns, 92. Like, no. And they lost. Dak Prescott can only be so, he can only be effective. When the Cowboys are in a position where they can run the ball cons- consistently. But if you take away the run game of the Dallas Cowboys, whether you do it with your defense and you actually stop Ezekiel Elliott, or you put the Cowboys in situations where they have to throw the football, meaning you're up by more than a score. You know, it's more than a two-possession ball game. And that's what the Packers did. They got off to a hot start. And they put the Cowboys and Jason Garrett in a position where it was nothing they could do but throw the ball. You know, you can still run it, but that's not going to help you, you know, put points on the board. So I just thought, you know, that was interesting that everybody picked the pack, picked the Cowboys like Green Bay was coming in there playing pissed off football. And uh, Rodgers, he had a hell of a game, by the way. He had a great game. Rodgers did what he had to do. He made some crazy throws. Great, great game. He said, you know. He's he's accomplished a lot of things statistically in this league, and you know he just wants to win, and I agree. You know, it's, you know it's not about the numbers. You know, numbers don't get you rings. Numbers don't get you rings. And, you know, I just want my quarterback to stay healthy and keep winning ball games. Um, yeah, man. Uh, what else we got to talk about? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The Chiefs. What happened to the Chiefs? I fell asleep during that game. I was tired Sunday night. It was a long day. It's a long day. I was tired. I, I fell asleep. It was around ten thirty, and I remember like the last. I don't even remember the last couple of things I saw. I remember the fumble from Williams. I remember I saw Pat get rolled up, but I didn't know they. Were, I, I woke up. I was surprised they lost. I said, "Wow, okay, Colts. Okay, Colts got a nice win on the road. On the road." Um, the Colts won the time of possession battle. They um, you know, they they did what they had to do. 
They ran the ball very well. They ran the ball very well. That was a big part of it. Big, big part of it. They, they really did run the ball. Marlon Mack had a game. He, he had 29 touches, 132 yards. And, you know, he had a game. You know, he had a great game. And, you know, Jacoby Brissett had the one touchdown run. He didn't he didn't throw the ball that well, but, you know, he managed the game. Um, Yeah, man, the, the Chiefs can be beat. They can be beat. They can be beaten. You know, this is a Chiefs defense that, you know, they're okay. They're okay defense, but I would have to go back and watch that game, you know, watch the highlights to really give you what. Because, I, I, like I said, I fell asleep. I, all I know is I woke up and I saw that the Colts won, and I was very, very, very taken aback and surprised by that. I was. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, What else? What else? All righty. Hold on now. Hold on. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the Cleveland Browns. First of all, shout out to the Baltimore Ravens for hanging on in a game that was nuts against the Steelers. That was a I would like to apologize to the Ravens. Um very sorry that I, I doubted y'all before the season started. But y'all gotta work on some things though. Y'all gotta work on some things, man. Lamar has to work on holding the ball. I didn't. I don't like how long he holds the ball. I don't like how when he escapes one tackle and when the pocket breaks down, he thinks that it's over. No, you have to keep running. And listen, I know you want to be a pocket. That's not your game. Pocket pass. It's not your game. Let people call you a running back. Screw the people. Screw them. Michael Vick ran a lot. Michael Vick also knew how to throw the ball, but Michael Vick was situational. You know what I mean? He wasn't just. He wasn't standing there. If he had to take off running, he had to take off running. It is what it is. They they're gonna say what you want. They're gonna say what they want. You know what I mean? You're a mobile quarterback. That's what you are. You're a mobile quarterback. Screw him, man. Just gotta but you know, and when you run out of bounds, run out of bounds with some authority and stop, you know, taking contact right there. You gotta run out with some authority, man. Um, you know, but like I said about the Ravens defense, the Ravens defense is just Listen, man, they have a lot of holes in that defense. Have a lot of holes in that defense, man. I don't that's this is a defense that I don't think will be playing well in December or January. You know what I mean? Like this is a defense that I don't think this is the first time that I think the Ravens have a defense that really can't keep up their end of the bargain. You know, and this you know, the Ravens have always been known for their defense, but this year I just don't see that Ravens defense that we're we've, you know, known become a we've become accustomed to knowing um but yeah no but the ravens to the top of the afc north after a big win over the steelers uh prayers up of course for mason rudolph man that that scared the hell out of me seeing him get hit like that that was crazy and a damn shame they couldn't get the cart together uh you had to walk him off the field man come on man come on come on what are we doing here what are we doing here all righty so let's talk about the cleveland frauds I don't know why we were all so high on the Browns, man. On paper, yeah, it looked great on paper. But we didn't watch them play a game yet. I take everything I said back. They're not winning this division. Also, I will. You know, if you guys have seen, you know, me on Twitter, Instagram, or you know, you watched um episode or seen anything of my studio, you you you've seen that I have a Baker Mayfield poster. I would just like to formally announce. I already told my fantasy football group message that the Baker Mayfield poster will be coming down this week as soon as my Lamar Jackson poster comes. Taking that down and putting my Lamar Jackson poster up. What a big scam. What a big scam he is. Baker the scammer, bro. 
Bro, he's not good. He's not that good. Oh, no, he's not that good. The, the Browns are a waste of a primetime. I feel like now all of the Browns' primetime games for the rest of the season should be flexed to bright and early, 1 o'clock. They should just have 1 o'clock games. B- please. B- like, like, bro, Baker Mayfield, my man Dev said, Baker Mayfield is just Johnny Manziel with a costume on. That is terrible. That is terrible. And then I followed up with Odell Beckham made nothing but Mark Clayton with dance moves. Because, listen, like I, I've said, listen, I'm sorry, bro. I, I, I'm not. But it's just like, other than the one-handed catch, why do we hold Odell Beckham in such high, high regard? What, Like, honestly, though, what has he done lately that has made you be like, oh, other than his name, what makes Odell a top five receiver? Because at this moment, he's not in my top five. No. No. No way. No way. No way. And Baker Mayfield just, good God, a QBR of 16. A QBR of 16. Are you serious? Are you serious? 100 yards, he went 8 for 22, he completed 8 passes yesterday, 2 picks, no touchdowns, that's a damn shame, really is a shame, a shame, what a big scam, what a big scam, Odell dropped a lot, he dropped a couple balls yesterday, he didn't play well at all, but this, you know, like I said, man, I knew that the 49ers defense would be here this season. I do remember saying that on the NFL kickoff special. I do remember saying that this defense would be here. Um, I did say that the Seahawks would win this division, though, the, the uh, NFC West. I'm sticking to that. I can't wait till they play each other because that's going to be a great game. Um, But, yeah, man, like, like, bro, this, this Browns team, from the play calling to Baker, to Odell, like they they've been getting shut down. I don't know what that was in Baltimore last week. I don't think they're gonna beat the Ravens when they play them again, to be honest. But yeah, man, this team isn't good. They're not that good. But like I like like we said, it's the Browns. I don't know why we had so. It's it's still they're still the Browns. They're still the Browns. Now on the flip side, Gucci Garoppolo. That's what they're calling him now. Gucci Garoppolo had a good game, twenty of twenty nine, hundred eighty one yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Matt Breida, he had a hell of a game. Uh, he had that one, that big eighty three yard uh, touchdown. Um, and then him and Tevin Coleman, they they put on a show. Tevin Coleman had ninety seven yards on sixteen touches, also a touchdown. And you know Matt Breida had one fourteen touchdown. And 11 touches So they, they put it together They put it together man they, they had a great game Great game from the 49ers yesterday They looked crisp I would say that that maybe was their first You know legit test But uh, not really Not really I would, Hold on let me take a look at the rest of their schedule I want to see when they play the Seahawks Okay they play the Rams This week Wait hold on what Next week next week next week next. Wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute this Sunday is the 13th? Good, good God. Damn, you play on a Monday and then you play on a Sunday. Damn, I would hate to play on Monday night. But they go see the Rams. Now, if they go beat the Rams, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're legit. I already say that they're legit. 
If they can go beat the Rams after what the Seahawks did to the Rams last week, listen. Also, if they go beat the Rams, oh, the Seahawks, the Rams are going to be in trouble. Three and three, two division losses in a row. That's trouble. But um, the 49ers, they don't run into the Seahawks until November 11th. Oh, that's a Monday night game? Oh, great. And then when, the, when do they play them again? Uh, they don't play them again until. Wow, week 17. At Seattle Oh that's gonna be huge That's gonna be huge Oh they play Green Oh yeah they do play Green Bay this year November 24th Okay Alright The 49ers have an interesting schedule Now speaking of schedules I didn't realize this Until my mom actually brought this up Cause I was like You know we were talking about the uh, The Patriots You know they played the Redskins yesterday Bro the Patriots have the most friendliest schedule In the league it's really crazy how easy their schedule is. Like, I know it's any given Sunday. You know, we're not going to sleep on anybody. But, bro, the Patriots have a very, very, very friendly schedule. Like, I was really looking at it yesterday. I said, son, what? How did this How did it happen? All right, so, so far, through through five weeks, they're undefeated. Right. But look, look who they played, though. The Skins, the Dolphins, the Bills. I, I, I just, I don't understand. Look at this. They played the Skins, the Bills, the Jets, the Like, what? They, they've held with everybody. The Steelers, you know. They've held everybody to under 20 points. Nobody has scored more than 16 points on the Steelers. This, I mean, on the Patriots this year. And, you know, they've, they've been just... And then they play the Giants on Thursday. They play the Jets again. Uh, and then they go play the... They play the Browns at home. They got to go play the... Now, now, when they go play the Ravens... That's a Sunday night game. I think that's a hard that's 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 one of the games that could go either way. But if Belichick dials something up for Lamar in that offense, I don't know what the hell's gonna happen. Um but then they go play the Eagles. Okay. All right. Oh, Cowboys at home, that's dub. Damn Cowboys. Giants, I mean Texans on the road, okay, huh? Chiefs at home. Um, I don't think Mahomes gonna beat Brady on the road. Look at the the Bengals, look at December. Look at this. December, the last three games, the Bengals, the Bills, the Dolphins. That's a beautiful way to go out. So, you know, right here, I only see what? One, two, and maybe three. Three playoff. Oh, yeah, 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 wait, wait. Four, four, three or four playoff teams here. The Patriots ain't playing nobody this year. They, they mess around, go 16 and 0. Goodness, that's a shame. That's a shame. What a big scam. What a big scam. You know what else is a big scam? Gennady Golovkin. Let's get into some boxing. Let's get into some boxing here. Let me tell y'all something. I was watching this fight Saturday. First of all, I forgot the fight was even happening. Because I didn't even talk about it Friday. I I legit did not know there was a there, that fight was Saturday. I had no idea. I remember seeing that it was in October. But I didn't know it was the first Saturday of October. So Triple G fought... Sergey Dervinchenko, excuse me, for the vacant uh, IBF and WBO. Um, wait, what? For the vacant 
IBF and IBO middleweight titles. I I did not know this. I did not know that that was also vacant. But um, a Triple G won. All right. So first of all, without the I'll, I'll say this without the knockout. I mean the knockdown in the first round. Triple G doesn't win this fight, and I really didn't think it was supposed to be unanimous. Like the, the scores was 115-112 and then the judge has scored it for Sergi. Has scored at 114-113, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought the fight was much closer. I thought it could have been a draw, but I also thought that Serge Dervinchenko won that fight. Now, I didn't score it. I should have scored it. But, like, Triple G, was he was getting pushed back the whole fight. He was getting hurt. To the body, Dervinchenko just kept going to the body and then chopping the top. Back to the body, chopping the top, putting combinations together, putting his punches together. He was moving around a lot. He was giving Triple G a lot of trouble with the movement. Uh, Triple G was very tired, bro. And so was Dervinchenko towards the end. But Triple G, 37 years old, and he looked every bit of it on Saturday night. And, you know, Canelo don't want to fight him again. But... If I was Canelo after watching that, I know it's a waste of your time, champ. I know that you don't want to give him another payday, champ. I know that he he's really irrelevant to you, champ. I know he just old and washed, champ. But if I was you, I would go ahead and get in there and go and do him. Because that's, that's what he want. He wants you to go ahead and put him out of his misery. Because if that was Canelo in there working a the body like that and chopping the top and moving... Triple G would have been out of there in seven. And that's on me. And that's on me. If Canelo fight Triple G again, he's going to knock him out. Especially if it's next year. He's going to knock him out. I said this before Saturday. I said this after the fourth Steve. I said this after the last fight. Listen. Canelo got that movement down. The head, the head movement and the shoulder roll was down. It's in his, it's in his duffy. He will make. Triple G, dog tired, dog tired, especially if he go to the body and just be aggressive, because what I saw Saturday night ain't really much to be scared of from Triple G anymore, that power really ain't packing like it used to be, now, Canelo fought Triple G when y'all felt like Triple G could beat him, he fought him in 2017, fought him last year, right, alright, he fought him when he was really supposed to fight him, to be honest. He didn't really wait him out that long because I really didn't think, you know, that fight was, you know, but he, he fought him twice when y'all thought he was beatable, right? Now, had Triple had Canelo not fought Triple G at all these past two years, had he waited until now to fight him, yeah, you could say uh, he was blah, 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 blah. You know, you could give, you know, that opinion that you think that Canelo didn't want smoke. But Canelo wanted all the smoke. And he got it. He won one. Draw one. But now, you know, Triple G, you still saying his name. He's already fought you. I can't say he was scared now. You know? And if I was Canelo, I'd be like, yo, if you want to fight me, move up to 175. Get your whole tail up, go put some pounds on, and see me at 175. Because I can't wait to see Canelo at 175. 
I think he's going to be more dangerous because he looked scary at 168. Very scary at 168. You know, it's more power in his punches at these at these higher weights. You know, at 160, you know, he's more speed. You know, he, he, he's outboxing opponents. More speed, more movement. But at 168, when he fought Rocky Fielding, bro, those body blows were hitting. And I think he's going to do the same thing to um, Kovalev. I think he's going to chop the body down. I think he's going to chop the body down as soon as the bell rings. That's what Triple G's, I mean, uh, that's what Canelo's going to be doing. But hell of a fight, though. The fight was good Saturday night. I just think that the outcome should have been a little different. Derinchenko was on him from the moment he got dropped and that cut happened in the second round. Two things that, you know, hindered him. Cut didn't affect him. Corner did a hell of a job with the cut. But Derinchenko fought his tail off. He was on go for like 10 straight rounds. Now, the championship rounds, he was gassed. But he was still throwing a lot of punches. He was still throwing a lot of punches. He threw 64 punches in the 12th round. 59 in the 11th. 83 in the 10th. 58 in the ninth. You know, championship rounds are, to me are nine through twelve, and he only he outlanded, um, out yeah he outlanded Triple G in two of those, and that's why I think he couldn't have won this fight. You know, he outlanded Triple G. Let's see, he outlanded him one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven. Seven out of 12 rounds, he outlanded Triple G. Seven out of 12. So that was seven to five that he outlanded Triple G. Like, what? <laughs> like, are you serious? Power punches outlanded Triple G. One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, I messed up. 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 I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on. I was reading. <laughs> I was reading the wrong numbers. Hold up. I was reading the wrong numbers. Hold up. Hold up. All right, let's go back to the total punches landed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I see. I gotta recount. Recount. All right. Total punches landed. Let's see. One, two. Okay. One, two, three, what the? four, five, six. Okay. Total punches landed. Even. Six, six. All right. Power punches landed. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven to one. That's how many power punch like he outlanded him with the power punches. Jabs, everything. Like, bro, and then the body work was crazy. 183 total body punches was landed in for Dervajenko. He was killing Triple G. Killing him. And he heard him like three times in that fight. And you can see it, bro. You can see it. Triple G was breathing out his mouth the whole fight, man. But hell of an effort from Derevchenko. I enjoyed the fight. You know, great, great, great way to start off 
the month of October for boxing, for sure. For sure. Um, let's see, was that it for that? I think that's all I have for that. For the boxing. Um, let's see, let's see. Alright, let's get into some uh pro wrestling. Okay, so this past week, you know, we had the big premiere of Friday night SmackDown on Fox. You know, that happened Friday night, uh Monday, you know. We we they revealed the new raw theme, new raw set and all that good stuff. Um, and then Tuesday, AEW, wait, Wednesday, AEW premiered, and they beat NXT in the ratings. <laughs> big, big, in a big way. Uh, you know, uh, Fox, they were, in WWE, they were bragging about their uh, big viewership on Friday night, but uh, that highest number came from the Rock segment. And then they dropped from there. Now, The Rock and Becky Lynch and Baron Corbin got like 20 minutes, like a, they opened the show and it was 8.20 when The Rock's music hit again. Now, I'm 21 years old. I was born in 98, but I grew up in the two, I was born in the Attitude Era, but I was, I grew up in the Ruthless Aggression Era. I am a John Cena guy. I like The Rock, but... Do I really need to see The Rock for 20 minutes in 2019? I don't think so. Don't think I do. So, The Rock got 20 minutes. And Kofi Kingston got five. Well, he, including the entrance. I just didn't understand why they had to... Kofi Kingston had a great title run, first of all. Great title run over the past six months. It was great. Uh, I don't care what you say. Uh, it was believable. He fit the championship. You know, this is a guy who who was always a mid card, never a main event guy, but he he became a main event star over these past six months with his feuds with Randy, um, Samoa. Um, who else did he feud with? Who else did he feud with? I'm trying to think. Uh, he had a couple confused. It's, it's been a while. I'm sorry, but Kofi Kingston's title one felt like at any moment it could be over, right? Felt like any moment it could be over, and that's what made it so good. So, for for his title run to end with one F five, where we've seen Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, kick out of multiple, it's just like what what are we really doing here? Honestly, I just didn't think it, it had to end like that. And then for it to end that way And then for Cain Velasquez To come out with his man boobs And flabby stomach Jeans And a knee brace on For that to be the next feud Is crazy Crazy I understand You guys got this fox bag You're going to Saudi Arabia And and this is what y'all doing, bro. I understand you gotta get the bag, but and Cain Velasquez hasn't wrestled a match yet, and he has a WWE title shot on a pay per view. Are you serious? Y'all could have still done this angle without the belt, without the belt. Y'all could have rang the bell and then came Velasquez, Rey Mysterio came out, no contest. Kofi keeps the title and you keep the title on Friday night. Because I honestly don't see Brock Lesnar in a Friday night in, night out. He's not on the mic. It's Paul Heyman 
And okay, I'm a Brock guy. I'm a Brock fan. But realistically, though, what are you getting with Brock Lesnar being your your champion? Like, what what do you gain from that? Are people really going to tune in on Fridays to see Brock Lesnar if he's even there? And then if he's not, you just got the title held hostage. Don't understand this at all, bro. At all. At all. It it, it it just didn't make any sense. Didn't make any sense, man. Didn't make any sense. I just didn't get it. You know what else don't make sense, though? WWE. When the hell has a hell and a cell match ended in a dis- disqualification? It's a no disqualification match. That Bray Wyatt, Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell might have been the worst Hell in a Cell match in the history of wrestling. Maybe the one of the worst matches. And I'm talking, we've seen some terrible things come out of WCW. This was a WCW finish. WWE is looking real funny when the lights are on bright right now. Now was not the time to have Brock Lesnar win in one move over a proven champion. Now was not the time to have a Monday Night Raw where Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman. Granted, it was very entertaining, but that's your closing segment. Now was not the time to have your main events at a pay-per-view, previous pay-per-view, be mentioned one time, two and a half hours into your show. They spend a lot of time talking about Friday Night Smackdown, which is so weird. When one, Smackdown is on a different network now. The draft is coming. Like, we shouldn't even be acknowledging each other. You know? (sighs) WWE is exhausting. It's exhausting to watch and exhausting to talk about. But AEW, on the other hand... It's fresh, it's cool, and it was cool as hell seeing a sold-out wrestling show that wasn't a pay-per-view or some sort of special event. It was just the premiere of a new wrestling show, and the fans were hyped. Cody Rhodes, Jericho, MJF, all those guys, man. AEW is now, it's now, and I'll be tuned in. And I was really flicking back and forth, but I don't think I'll be flicking back and forth between that and NXT this week. I'm all in, man. I'm all in on AEW. After this WWE week, they pissed me off too much. I'm all in on AEW. Definitely. Um, Let's see. I think that's all I got for you guys, man. That's it. That's it. Oh, one more thing before I go. I was going to start this off, but I don't want to kill the vibe before we got started. So, a Penn State player, CJ Holmes, Penn State player, tweeted this. It was a letter that uh, one of his uh, teammates, uh, Jonathan, what's his name? Hold on. I got to get his name. Jonathan Sutherland got this in the mail. It says, we are Penn State proud. Dear Jonathan, my wife and I are... Older graduates of Penn State, we follow all Penn State sports, football, 
wrestling, volleyball, gymnastics, basketball. We love it all. I played all the sports in my younger days. Still play full court basketball in my 50s. Loved the competition but never had the size or the talent to reach your level. Though the desire was always there. Though the athletes of today are Certainly superior to those in my days We miss the clean cut young men And women from those days Watching the Idaho game on TV We couldn't help but notice your well awful hair Surely there must be mirrors in the locker room Don't you have parents or girlfriend who told you Those shoulder length dreadlocks look disgusting And are certainly not attractive we congratulate you on your game against Pitt, but you need to remember you res- you represent all Penn Staters, both the current and those alumni from years past. We would welcome the reappearance of dress codes for athletes. We'll be you will certainly be playing on Sunday in the future, but we have stopped watching the NFL due to the disgusting tattoos. Awful hair and immature antics in the end zone. Players should act as though they've been there before. For the glory, Dave, whatever the hell this guy's last name is. Listen here. Listen here. I don't know where these old white people get the gall to even send a letter. First of all, a letter. And then, like, bro. You just call somebody disgusting, like their their hair disgusting, tattoo, like, and that's why you don't watch the game. This is Penn State, where we've had a, a molestation scandal and, and Joe Paterno they touching kids, and this is the worst thing that's happened here. Come on, dog, be real. And somebody was like, "This isn't a racist letter. Uh, you can't make everything racist." Listen, listen. Racism is alive and well here in 2019, and nothing about that letter seemed not racist. That was racist as hell, and it made me mad to read it. You know, in the workplace, people try to make it a big deal about people's hair, and but you know, I don't see you guys upset about your long locks. You know, when it comes to the white boys with long hair out their helmets, I didn't see them say anything about that, but. With dreadlocks and tats and end zone celebration, that, that's a problem. And it sounds like he's only talking about the black players. But, you know, hey, man, we're not really surprised here. But I think that if you don't think racism is real and if you, you know, if you're I don't see color or everything's not racist, then, you know, you're just a problem. You know, you're just as a part of the problem as the problem itself. A lot of people still don't understand you know, bro, racism is real. And that letter was racist as hell. Um, man, man, look, I don't understand it. I don't understand how you can tell somebody that their dreads are disgusting and that's the problem. That's the problem you have with the league. That's the problem. Not not the PEDs, not the, not the domestic violence, not, not the child abusers, but the hair, the tattoos, and the dancing. Okay, buddy. Okay. Okay. I didn't understand that. That pissed me off. Pissed me off. But, you know, that it is what it is. It's the world we live in. The country we live in. Whew. Bless us all, man. Bless us all. 
But that's all I got for now. That's all I got for you guys here on episode 63 of Electrified. Shout out to Stadium Scene TV. Shout out to the fans, the listeners. Appreciate you guys. Make sure you guys keep tuning in to the episodes. Uh, make sure you retweet, like, drop all the drops, man. Keep supporting me. I appreciate the support. Love you guys. Um, I'll be back Friday. Definitely be back Friday. With, you know, of course, with the pick four and fantasy with friends. Speaking of fantasy, got my first dub of the season. Big, big dub. Shout out to Aaron Jones and the Eagles defense. Big dub. Big dub. We're one and four, and I feel like we can run the table. Don't sleep. And if you are, it's time to wake up. But, um, yeah, man, thank you guys for tuning in. I'll be back on Friday. And with that being said, I'm Eric Lyons, and for the 63rd time, you have just been electrified.